It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight. Presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. Broncos Country Tonight. I'm Ryan Edwards in for Benjamin Albright. Got a lot to get to over the next time I'm with you. So appreciate you guys rolling with us. As always, find the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts in case you ever miss any parts of the show. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about the game on Saturday night, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Broncos. Talk a little bit about what we can expect in the joint practices coming up with the Rams tomorrow and Thursday. A lot to get to with that. Sean Payton made some comments about what we can expect for that. So we'll get into that. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what we saw at practice today because uh, it was good news. It was very good news for the Broncos. A bit more of a walkthrough. They went indoors today. And I, I think the the headline of all of it, besides Drew Brees being there, which certainly turned some heads, uh, was that you're getting healthier. Mike McGlinchey, Justin Simmons, Tyler Beatty, Brandon Johnson, Chris Manhurts were all practicing today. Limited, limited, okay. Don't want to get too far down the road on that, but they were in the uh, early portions of the practice when they got to some of the team drills later on, some of those guys subbing in and out. So uh, it wasn't 100%, but definitely encouraging uh, for the the group of players right there that, that are all basically counted on. I mean, I guess maybe you have a bit of a discussion on Tyler Beatty, but everybody else uh, of that group are all going to play significant snaps. I mean, you're talking about your starting right tackle, your starting safety, uh, who was wide receiver three in Brandon Johnson. And, you know, that that could be up for debate. And I do want to talk about the wide receivers with you guys in just a little bit. Uh, but also, again, Chris Manners, who when you uh, go out there in 12 personnel specifically, uh, he's going to be the guy. Uh, Adam Troutman, Chris Manners, uh, you'll you'll obviously work in Greg Dulcich. You don't want to ignore what his athleticism represents. But at the same time, you, you know that what he is not, at the moment as a blocker doesn't mean he won't get there, but at the time at right now uh, you're thinking about, okay, we're a run first team. Uh, you want to have your best blockers out there and that's Chris Mannerts and Adam Troutman. Uh, again, opportunities will present itself. If you're in uh, third and medium, third and long, uh, maybe it's Greg Dulcich because it's a true passing situation. I'm, I'm very interested to see not just in the final preseason game, but more so into the season, how the tight end snaps are going to be split up with that group. Uh, they they all offer pass-catching ability, but Dulcich is the upside guy there. Troutman, by the way, had a tremendous catch today at practice. He he continues to make plays every single day. He's, he's no question, un, I mean, unquestionably, the most all-around tight end, the best all-around tight end on the roster for the Broncos. And, and what a great ad that was on day three of the NFL draft in the trade with the New Orleans Saints. So he's going to get a lot of run this year. Uh, Greg Dulcich is going to be the guy that sort of stretches the field. And then Chris Manhurts, a little bit more of a glorified offensive tackle, but 
He also can catch passes. I, I think it's a really good room. It's a really strong room. It's a really complete room. Uh, something that we probably haven't been able to say for quite some time. But it was great to see him out there. It was great to see all those guys practicing. And uh, I, I'll be honest. I'll be fair. I, I think like a lot of Broncos fans over the past couple weeks, you start to think about last year. You start to think about how plagued this team has become in injuries. And, you know, where's the point last week around this time, we're looking over at the side field as, as training camp practice is happening and we're just looking at all the talent, all the starting snaps that are over there and starting to wonder, okay, okay, you, you can't really sustain too many more of these. And, and fortunately for the Broncos, it looks like a couple of them are on their way back, which is tremendous. Now today they did place Jalen Virgil on IR which effectively, not effectively, it, it does end his season. Um, that's that's one thing that I was asked earlier on Twitter about is uh, if somebody goes on IR right now, does that end their season? And it does. So until the cut down, if you place somebody on IR, their season is wrapped. And uh, so you usually try to wait if you can. There'll be a couple guys, like, like Baron Browning is a perfect example, right? Not going to be ready for the start of the season. He isn't practicing yet. So what you're doing instead of placing him on IR now, which would end a season, you're waiting until cut down and then you'll place him on IR, which means it can be a short-term IR situation. Then you, you just have to wait the, the mandatory four games. And then you see from there and it opens up a three week window that you can work him out. You can see how close he is. And, and then you can make a determination from there. But Baron Browning is going to be back uh, at that point. It'll be interesting to see the performance of some of the other edge rushers, right? I mean, Jonathan Cooper has been just very, very good all around. One of the, the best uh, got stories out there. I had a chance to talk to him last week. If you missed that interview, it's up on KOAcolorado.com. Uh, Baron Browning will, I mean, we know what he's capable of. He's a starting caliber pass rusher, starting caliber edge, uh, but they may not need him to be that right away. If Randy Gregory is, is still doing his thing and Frank Clark is still out there performing. And then a Nick Benito who has been a revelation. And if you guys went back and watched the game like I did a few times, Nick Benito had a, a stellar game against San Francisco, and that's already building off what I thought was a good game against Arizona. Uh, th this is exactly what he needs to show because he needs to show that he can be a full-time player, not a situational pass rusher, a full-time player. And he's been that throughout not only training camp, but into the games. So a lot to be encouraged with that position group. You're going to get Baron Browning back, but there is going to be a, a certain time on it, and it's going to have to wait until after cutdown, which, by the way, is on Tuesday, next Tuesday, so a week from today at 2 o'clock Mountain. Okay. Uh, the thing about the wide receivers, let's dive into that for a minute because Jalen Virgil goes on IR. Uh, KJ Hamler, of course, not on this team right now. Tim Patrick's on a season-ending IR. Uh, the room has taken a hit, and it's, it's a room that can sustain it to a certain level, but I don't, I mean, I think that we, we come into this deal saying, well, you have so much talent, so much depth. It's probably all right. You can, you can sustain it as long as Cortland and Jerry are fine. And, and to a certain extent, I agree, but we are getting to a point and, and it's pretty quick here where it is going to affect the depth and it's the depth beyond just what's going to play on offense. It's well, the depth that's going to play on special teams. You know, for instance, you know, Montreal, Washington and Kendall Hinton. All right. 
Those are two guys that, that do play special teams, but they're returners, right? Well, if you start losing guys that you consider gunners, well, that, that could be big, right? Because you only have really what you're going to keep is one returner and a backup that could also return. You know, so let's just say for argument that Jaleel McLaughlin ends up being your kick returner, but maybe not your punt returner. He's your kick returner. So then is it going to be Kendall Hinton or Marvin Mims? Marvin Mims has, has had some really nice flash moments, but he's also a rookie. You, you know, you, you put him back in those high leverage situations and, and, and is he ready for it? I think those are fair questions. Meanwhile, we saw Montreal last year as a rookie and it was, it was inconsistent. Uh, it's cer- certainly not, I don't think as bad as it's being portrayed, at least not from my perspective, but inconsistent. And then you, you just can't be inconsistent at that. You, you have to be good and, and you don't have to always be great, but you have to be good. You have to be better than solid. And, and the Broncos, the vibe I get from the team while being out there is they're no longer settling on special teams. They don't, want to approach this season settling really on anything, but it's not the forgotten part of the roster. There's an emphasis on it. There's a lot of practice reps that are given to the special teams units. And, and there's a, there's a pride. I think that they want to instill a culture of special teams. And, and you know, we don't talk about it as much because it, it just is, it doesn't make the headlines like offense or defense. Most of the time, but special teams is going to be a big deal this year. And they do not want to be, a team that that frankly doesn't care about it or seems like they don't care about it. That it's just go out there, don't screw up, <laughs> and then and then we're gonna get it back the hand get the ball back in the hands of the offense. And at that point, I, I guess to a certain extent you 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 can understand why it's a bit of forgotten because the offense has been just such a mess. And if the offense is the focal point of everything, well there's really not time for anything else. So it's like Hey, defense, we need you to continue to pick us up. Special teams, don't screw it up. And offense, what is going on? That, that's been kind of the, the mindset. And so now it's, it's kind of evening things out. It's like, okay, offense, we expect better things. There, there's a lot of payroll in that offense. The wide receiver room alone. Of course, Tim Patrick on IR. But before that, they were what, top three, top four in spending on the wide receiver position on a team that wants to run the ball. I mean, so it's not for lack of, of talent on this team. And I'll go, we'll get back to the wide receivers in a second. It's not for lack of talent. It's just, it's it's an understanding of, of what you are and what you're trying to be. And I think that's, that's where we need to kind of focus our energy here as, as what the Broncos are today and what they're trying to be. What they are today is a team that is, is, is still figuring some things out. Uh, they're a team that that is showing some some promise. The offensive line looked better in the game. There's a team that that we know the defense is probably going to be really good. I think the pass rush is better than I thought it would be. Uh, Secondary is going to be good. Quarterback, I think, is improved. Is it enough? We'll see. That's that's some, certainly. But where you want to go with this thing is you want the offense to hold its own, right? Uh, may, maybe even win you a few games. How about that? That's a mindset. Want the offense to to help help facilitate wins rather than be the thing you're trying to protect, which is, I think, all too real for Broncos fans up to this point. And then special teams is going to have to contribute. They want some field-flipping plays, right? They, they want to be better than, for example, 32nd in kickoff return average or 28th in field goal percentage. You know, when you work within the margins that the Broncos have, that's just 
completely unacceptable. And then you were 31st in penalties committed. I mean, so so the special teams, before I get back to wide receivers, is so unique in that way because so much of it can be self-inflicted. So much of the mistakes that happen on special teams, we talk about the hidden yardage conversation, right? So much of that is 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 so true because for example you know if you're if you're starting on average so kickoff return average was 17.5 yards you're 32nd in the league think about that for a second on average you're starting probably inside your own 20 right if you bring it out from the goal line if you're returning a 17.5 yards every time you're starting inside your own 20 versus your opponent who even if they just have a decent returner is going to return it somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 yards. And that's a, that's a big difference. Okay. And that's just returning. And that's again, not even including the times that you just have the touchbacks, which here in Colorado, because of the altitude, should just happen. That should just be a natural thing. So the hidden yardage, self-inflicted wounds that come from special teams, those are things they're going to try to curb this year. And, and that's only going to help the offense. That's only going to help the defense. And it, again, helps you with those margins. Okay. So back to the wide receivers. Thanks for your patience through all that. Back to the wide receivers. Who does this open up an opportunity for? Okay. Jalen Virgil was a bubble player. I, I would think that that catch and run he had in the 49ers game would, would have given him an opportunity, would have given him a look. And so you say, all right, well, if that ends up being the case, now... If he's not available, Tim Patrick's not available, KJ Hamler, who is the next person up? You've got the two guys from New Orleans. You've got a little Jordan Humphrey. You got Marquez Callaway. I think one of those two will still be in the mix. And I've said that, I think, pretty consistently throughout camp and even coming into it this year. You've got Kendall Hinton, who I thought had a really rough game against the 49ers. The two holding penalties he had a bobbled pass, a drop. Um, it it just wasn't it wasn't good enough. He had a nice block on a McLaughlin touchdown, but that's, that's not it. Like it's not enough to be, to do that, especially being in the league as long as he has, but he is a guy that can return for you. So he, he, he's, he checks the box of not just a wide receiver. And that's, what's important here on the back end of the roster. Cause it's very clear that court Judy, Marvin Mims, Brandon Johnson, those four, that that's a given. And we had this discussion with Ben the other day. Um, it's given to those four. And, and so now it comes down to what do you do for special teams for the remaining two or three. So Marquez, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Montrell Washington, Kendall Hinton, okay, of that group, who makes the most sense? Or do you go with a Taylor Grimes? Okay, a Michael Bandy. You know, a couple of these guys that that have had had some moments. Taylor Grimes, every single day, he's getting open. It's just what it's just what he does. Now his competition is not. Going up against Pastor Tan is not he's not going up against Damari Mathis. I, I I know he's gone up against Jaquan McMillan, but I mean that again, we're talking, you know, into the the second team cornerbacks, most of the time against third team cornerbacks. So is that have you seen enough? Now he barely played. I think he played like one series, if I'm not mistaken, in the last game against the 49ers. Is that an indication of something? That's that's the the question. Like, okay, are they hiding him, or is he not long for this roster, and they don't need to see any more from him? It's it, you know, 
it's so tough to read into these things during this time because there's a lot of misdirection. But he's been good at training camp. He had a good game against Arizona. Okay. Taylor Grimes, I think, deserves a longer look. And, and how do they feel about him on special teams? That's the question. And that I don't know right now. But he's going he's gonna to have to show that. I mean, this third preseason game, and we'll get into it a little bit more on the other side, uh, talking about what Sean Payton expects in this final preseason game, the joint practices, all that. But this is a big moment for him, and he's going to play. There's just no way you can, I mean, especially as we understand it, the starters are not going to play very much if maybe a series. You're going to see a lot of, a lot of those, those back-end wide receivers. How, how do they look? How, how do they put themselves in position to make a real run at this thing? Especially now that Jalen Virgil, who I, after that catch and run, I probably would have had him on the inside. I would have had him on the inside. Would be interesting discussion now, of course, without him. Uh, what do you lean on? Maybe Kendall Hinton, who I thought was, was firmly on the bubble. Maybe he's got a better shot because he plays teams. And we already know that. And he's going to be a mix for a turner. I'm Brian Edwards. This is Broncos country tonight. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the, the previous game. We'll look ahead to the Rams game. You're listening to 850 AM and 94.1 FM. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight. Presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. Broncos Country Tonight. I'm Ryan Edwards in for Benjamin Albright. As always, if you ever miss any parts of the show, just go to broncoscountrytonight.com slash podcast. Better yet, subscribe to the podcast. That way you never miss an episode of the show. Want to remind you guys that the KOA Online Pro Pick'em Challenge is back this football season. Presented by Circle K. Get signed up to make your weekly picks at KOAColorado.com. The weekly winner receives a $200 Circle K gift card. The grand prize winner wins $1,000 to Circle K. Grab everything you need for the game, including full-strength beer at Circle K. Thank you, Circle K. The Pro Football Pick'em Challenge is a lot of fun. We certainly around the office have a lot of fun uh, messing around with that. All right, so a couple things here. Uh, I, I talked a little bit earlier. We had uh, some thoughts. We can't really talk a ton about what we saw out of practice, but like I said, the good news and the thing we can report on is the injuries and the fact that you had uh, so many guys returning from pra- returning to practice. Mike McGlinchey, Justin Simmons, Tyler Beatty, Brandon Johnson, Chris Manhurts, a couple guys that are still not practicing, P.J. Locke and Kwan Williams. That's something that we're, we're just going to continue to monitor of course, the Kwan Williams stuff is uh, it's a little bit strange because he's getting a second opinion, or he did get a second opinion on his ankle. So that's something that we're going to continue to have to monitor. Uh, and the P.J. Locke, I think it's just a toe. So he's probably going to be back in short order. But those are the only two guys. Everybody else was was back in some form or fashion, limited for the most part. Um, but, but great, great, great signs 
for the week one availability against the Raiders, which is what it's all about anyways. Uh, we did learn from Sean Payton today as the question came up. We've got the joint practices against the Rams over the next couple of days. Uh, how is that going to impact his view of should starters play on Saturday night? And it sounds like no matter what, and I, by the way, just a side note, I'm always interested how coaches handle this because there's a little bit of a carrot and stick situation. You have a good week of practice against the in the joint practices. Maybe you don't have to play. And maybe he's doing that. Right. But most of the, I've, I've had coaches say that in the media, like, Hey, if they practice, well, guess what? You don't have to play, but if you don't, well, I'm going to put you out there, you know, to a version of that, because if you, you say it's so blatant like that, then we, we see a guy on Saturday and say, well, I guess he had a bad week of practice, but, but, but anyways, back, back to the point. Uh, I, I was interested to hear how Sean Payton would handle that. And he said, uh, very limited, maybe a series for the starters. Okay. So that that's a an indication a bit there, and 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 the the thing to take away from that, and and what we talked a little bit a bit about on Broncos React as well as KOA Sports with Dave Logan and Alfred Williams, what we talked about that is okay if we saw Russ in just that one series against San Francisco, and then the twenty snaps against the Arizona Cardinals, are we are we good? Is that enough? Did, did he show you, did the first team offense show you everything you needed to know? I say this to the fan base as well as the coaching staff to say they're ready to go. And if Russ doesn't play against the Rams, which it sounds like that's a possibility, then it's a resounding yes. It's a resounding, they feel really good about where Russell Wilson is. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody as in like the fan base, media, et cetera, are going to feel the same way. But at least the coaching staff feels really good about where Russell Wilson is. Oftentimes we say, watch what they do more so than what they say. And in this case, if they don't play Russell Wilson in that final preseason game, he's ready. They deem him ready. They think they're all set. Obviously, there's practice weeks in there. They're they they they're never going to say we're, we're set. But you, want, you get my point. There isn't a need... To, practice, to, to get him out there for any more live reps when for other reasons. I mean, that, that's it. We're, we're good. And so I, I know some fans are going to have a, a bit of a, an issue with that. And, and some media will too. Because you're thinking about things in terms of last year. You're thinking about things in terms of just how brutally bad last season went and how bad Russell Wilson looked and how unprepared it felt like the team was most weeks, not all weeks, but most weeks, but this is a different regime. And I guess the, the one thing I'll, I'll say, and you can decide if this helps you or not is if Sean Payton deems him ready to go based on all the experience that Sean Payton has in the league then I would hope that would be probably good enough. It's not to say that the guy is infallible or he doesn't make mistakes or or things will happen this year. It's just all of that experience that Sean Payton brings to the position is going to be so valuable this year. I mean, gosh, Broncos fans, you think about over the last several years, and I'm not trying to look back and, and punish anybody by bringing things up, but uh, just, just how it was always, whether it was Vic or VJ 
or Nathaniel Hackett that just was always learning on the job. You know what I'm saying? Like every single week it was, well, these are the things you learn on the job. These are the things that young coaches have to go through or even a vet coach like Vic Fangio, who's in a new role, never experienced anything like this before, whether it's clock management or it's use of timeouts or it's use of challenges. You don't have to worry about that stuff. Sean Payton knows what he's doing on that. He's got enough experience. That that isn't going to be a dialogue, a storyline. We you know we can have when when Sean Payton if he has a game where he he makes a decision, it's going to be backed by experience. And again, this isn't me telling you anything you probably don't know, but I, I'm saying when it comes to the Russell Wilson decision on whether or not he plays again in the preseason, I think you tie it back to that to the experience of, I know what it takes to get ready for a season. I know what it looks like for my offense to be ready for the season. That's, that's what I'm tying this all to. And, and for me, that is comforting. So for some fans, and, and I talk to you guys sometimes on Broncos react or on Twitter, that may not be enough. And I think you're going to have to see them win some games and see the on-field competency show up before you're going to buy into that. I think the idea of Sean Payton sounds like a good one, but I think you want to see it play out in real time on the field. And, and then and then, if, if you start to see some successes, I think everybody's going to take a sigh of relief. You take a breath. You recognize, okay, I think we're on the right track. And instead of squinting your eyes and saying, I think I see the semblance of a good team, it's actually going to happen. And I think we're going to know pretty quick, honestly, because their whole idea down there was they want to start fast. Now, that's easier said than done. There's no question about that. But you kind of have to. The first two games, for example, you you got to have. I'm sure the Raiders are saying the same thing about the Broncos for week one. We got to have this one. But you got to have that. At home against the Raiders, who you've lost six times to, you got to have it. Washington, who looked better, I mean, I got to give them some credit. It's a preseason game or otherwise. They looked like a, a better team the other night, uh, last night against Baltimore, snapping that 24-game preseason winning streak. That, that was a big game for Washington. Like, they they really wanted that. It was very clear. But, but again, like, a lot of people just dismiss Sam Howell. I happen to like Sam Howell a lot. Uh, I... I I probably wasn't a minority of people. I didn't necessarily say last year he should have gotten the first round, but I I was more than willing to take a day two flyer on the on the guy because I I think he can be I think he'd be good. I saw some things at UNC that definitely raised an eyebrow, thinking okay I I believe in this guy and he's surrounded with incredible talent. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Antonio Gibson, who's a, a great pass catching running back, uh, Brian Robinson. Uh, they, they've got a lot of talent uh, to surround him with. And uh, again, Eric Bieniemy out there coaching things. So uh, maybe people don't have uh, a complete uh, high ranking on Bieniemy because he's been with Andy Reid and we are thinking it's all Andy Reid. Well, uh, certainly looked like a pro offense to me in Washington. So they're not going to be a gimme. None of these games are, are really gimmies, especially for the Broncos, as I mentioned, working in those margins. But you got to have these games. For, for whatever goals you put on the season, which most goals start with, we want to we want to be in the playoff picture. You want to make the playoffs. To be in the playoff picture in December means you win these two games. It's not over if you don't. 
because you it just means you have to again you 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 narrow your window all right and and for a team that already has a relatively narrow window you narrow it even further and and then what are we doing there you know then you you, you have to beat Miami right I mean then you have to beat Miami the following week which is going to be a tough tough chest test they're a really good team well coached team that that's that's kind of what's in front of them so uh back to Sean Payton and the offense and the decision if they decide to sit Russell Wilson for this final game, there will probably be quite a few people, and, and I'm included in this, that say, that's probably a good call. Last thing you want is some ticky-tack injury that's going to hamper him to start the season, right? Like, like oh, just, just enough to say there's question about his mobility or something, right? And he dealt with a couple of those injuries last year. He played through um, a couple of them, but he <laughs> he was hampered. Make no mistake. Uh, he was absolutely hampered last year. And so this year, it's about getting him to the start of the season as healthy as possible. I don't need to see Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy out there. I just don't. All right. Um, I don't. Justin Simmons probably won't play anyways, but I don't need to see Justin Simmons. I really don't need to see Pat Sertan. I probably could. I mean, if you want to get some reps for Damari Mathis, he's a year two player, but he's your opposite corner uh, Cortland, uh, of, uh, of Pat Sertan. Uh, so those are some guys. I don't know if I need to see Zach Allen anymore, right? Um, I, Frank Clark, Randy Gregory, maybe, I guess, if you want, if you feel like you want to get him some more reps, that's fine. I don't think you need to see him. I, I just feel like this is one of those situations. I'm not playing scared. I'm not coaching scared. I'm just recognizing what's important here. And what's important is we, we enter week one with our best team on the field because that's going to be your best shot at beating the Raiders. Their defense is going to be suspect this year. That isn't going to change. And the Broncos are going to try to be run heavy. The whole point is to neutralize Max Crosby. <laughs> like if I was going to give you the game plan today, we'll obviously give you a, a more detailed game plan as we get closer to the game, but it's, it's neutralized Max Crosby. You, you just, that's what you put yourself in position. We're going to run the ball. We're going to, you know, not put ourselves in, in third and longs where Max Crosby gets to tee off on Russell Wilson. Cause he does that. He does that for everybody. He is that kind of player. I don't need to tell you guys that. And we don't know about Josh Jacobs on the other side, if he's going to be available, if he's not. Every time he plays the Broncos, he <laughs> turns in to Barry Sanders. But the point is, 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 is the Broncos are trying to put themselves in a position to be ready, and, and part of being ready is health. Jalen Verge going down, with that exception, it was, it was a pretty clean game against the 49ers. Uh, the guys that played in that game were all practicing today. That's amazing and so flipping rare <laughs> it feels like right now and and so i'm i'm in a little bit of a okay all right you you saw some improvement you saw some steps forward and let's see how they do in these next two weeks two two days of practice uh, against the rams the rams aren't gonna play starters either by the way um i mean aaron donald we already know is not even gonna be here which would have been a fun test over the practices at least to see but aaron donald's not gonna be here Sean McVay typically doesn't play as starters. It, it just makes more sense than anything. So the next two days in practice are, are going to be big. And today out of practice or at the podium today with the media, there's a lot of questions to Josie Jewell, to Quinn Miners, to, to Sean Payton about fighting. And, and, and some of the fighting, I'll just very quick on the fighting stuff. I, I, I think it could get way out of hand. And, and you do get to a point, it's very hot outside. You, you're you at the tail end of training camp. You're kind of done with this portion of the preseason. 
you're, you're ready to get into regular season practices. It, it's, it's that way for everybody. You know, I saw that the Colts and Eagles had to cancel the rest of their practice today. We've seen multiple indications uh, across the league of joint practices getting canceled early because of uh, dust-ups. Some of it is is healthy. Some of it is very not, is just not healthy. So the parts that, that are is the competition. It's It's backing up your teammates. Those are all good things. You don't want to be a pushover, and and the Broncos, uh, there's too much talent and pride in that in the, in that building to be pushovers. But at the same time, you don't want to be an instigator either, and and it's a fine line to walk, right? Defending your guys, uh, taking uh, versus taking cheap cheap shots. As I was reading uh, earlier, I saw earlier uh, Jason Kelsey, the center for the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, took a cheap shot at the linebacker of the Colts, and uh, because he didn't like how Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell got tackled. And that started a, a sideline, you know, both sidelines cleared and, and they had to cancel the rest of practice. So Jason Kelsey said, uh, I was a cheap shot on my part, but I was defending my guy. So just finding that balance. But that was a big, big topic out at uh, uh, training camp today for the media asking the players, asking about, about getting into fights. Uh, the players know. <laughs> I don't think we have to remind them that uh, how unproductive that can be. And we saw some last year with the, the Dallas Cowboys in town. Uh, Randy Gregory, who wasn't practicing at the time, uh, former Dallas Cowboy, was was actually kind of rooting it on. He was on the sideline shouting, like kind of getting into it. Um, and, and again, he wasn't even practicing at the time because he was uh, he was banged up. But anyways, or recovering is the best way to, to describe that. But anyways, back back to these joint practices. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the Broncos. I think every chance you get, joint practices I think are always more valuable than the actual games. Uh, because you can script some things, you can script some looks, you get a chance to to send your ones versus their ones and and see how you're doing against them. And you can do it for a couple of days. You know, one day the off the offense or the your opponent gets the better of you, and the next day the defense battles back. And and you want to see that. You want to see consistently both sides of the ball uh having some wins. You know, we I, I remember a few years ago when the Bears were in town and, and the the Bears had a lot of tight ends and the Broncos just not could not cover a tight end to save their life. And you knew at that moment that that was going to be a big problem going into the season. That That's where I want to see the Broncos get those wins and, and not show any severe deficiencies anywhere. We're, we're, we're looking for those holes. They're, the, the coaching staff are looking for those holes. And this is where Sean McVay and the Rams get to help the Broncos learn a little bit about their team. And, and the Broncos are going to do the same for the Rams, right? But we're we're on one side of this thing because it's about the Broncos getting better, right? Uh, I assume I'm talking to mostly Broncos fans. It's about the Broncos getting better. So now what we want to see out there is the tests that Sean McVay, especially with his offense in mind, can put on this Broncos defense. And they're going to be really good this year, but it doesn't mean that they aren't going to see some things uh, against Sean McVay that will show them, oh, okay, well, it's a good thing we found that out now. So when we go into the season, we're prepared for it. And meanwhile, for the offense, who I, the Rams defense, I don't think is going to be spectacular this year. I mean, it's a lot of young up and comers. There, there are definitely not a lot of names on that defense, um, but the Broncos often should, should find a lot of successes with them. And that's going to give them a lot of confidence. So all of it for me is, is very important um, in, in the perspective of, preparation for the season. And I I'm probably putting more emphasis on these next two days of practice than I would on the game. Even if the starters were going to play significantly. 
this this is much more important to see these guys go out there and put together a couple of good days of practice. I'm Ryan Edwards. This is Broncos Country. Tonight I'm in for Benjamin Albright, and you're listening to KOA 850 AM and 94.1 FM. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.